Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we talk about all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time. And I am here with my friends, Jackie and, Va- Jackie and Vanessa. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez from the Ultimate Friends fan, as you should know by now. <laughs> and I'm Vanessa Martinez, the newbie but not so new anymore, because we are 35 episodes in. Yep. Yeah. This is episode 11 of season two, the one with the lesbian wedding. It premiered on January 18th, 1996 to 31.6 million viewers. Jackie, what happened? All right. So the lesbian wedding, Carol and Susan are getting married and Monica is going to cater it. Um, Other things happen in this episode. Phoebe's client, Mrs. Edelman, dies on a massage table and her spirit goes into Phoebe. So she tries to complete Mrs. Edelman's unfinished business. (laughs) Rachel's mom visits for the first time and tells Rachel she's thinking of leaving her father. And then Joey makes his big debut on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> there is a lot going on in this episode. They packed a lot into 22 minutes. And I have to tell you, I, 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 I don't really remember this episode. And it being in you know 1996, I was a little nervous to watch it to see how they were going to handle the 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 lesbian wedding because it could have been a big joke and they could have, you know, handled it poorly, but I think they actually handled it very well. You know, there were a couple of things in there, uh, you know, like Candace Gingrich, who is an activist being uh, the minister of the wedding. Yes. Yes. And so I didn't know this until I watched the DVDs because again, like during this time, we didn't know that it was that big of a deal. I didn't watch this show until the early 2000s. And I didn't know who the minister was, but then I found that out and I was like, oh, that's cool that, you know, she she was a minister. They they kind of put that in there just because she's a big gay rights advocate and she's Newt Gingrich's uh, sister. So I thought that was very interesting too. It's interesting the politics that they play because he was Speaker of the House and he was obviously a conservative and his sister and they did not get along at the time. Because, and, and it's just kind of the second almost reference to politics after the, you know, the one with George Stephanopoulos in the first season. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, playing a little bit into the pop culture or the, you know, the, the culture of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, there were two networks who didn't air it due to mild controversy and censorship. Uh, it was uh, one affiliate in Port Arthur, Texas, KJAC, and one in Lima, Ohio, uh, WLIO. They were, they said it was objectable content. Oh, and that's a, interesting. I didn't know yeah, that. I didn't and know that mm-hmm. And according to Marta Kaufman, uh, she said that they expected to receive so many calls of uh, and hate mail, but they actually only received four complaints by phone. Wow, so that's amazing. And that shows that like the way they approached it is is not like you said, you know, in a joking manner, or it's it just the way they did it was very um, lighthearted, but also you know forward, but it wasn't bad. It was very yeah. matter-of-fact. It was a wedding. Yeah. yeah. And and um, a, a few weeks before, um, Roseanne aired the – or no, a oh. second same-sex marriage. Yeah, on a sitcom. This is a second same-sex marriage because a few weeks before, Roseanne aired an episode five weeks before called the December Bride. I did not know that was the yeah. same year. Yeah. And so in that storyline, um, the title character coordinated and attended a wedding for her coworker Leon, and his lover, Scott. Oh. oh, interesting. So friends followed suit, I guess, or I don't know. I mean, they probably were coordinating it at the same time. So that's know. interesting. That they both came, both happened. I think this is 96 is the year Ellen came out on her show too. 
Oh, and that that was huge. So that's interesting that, like you said, like the show, you know, they go along with politics and these shows created pop culture, but yet they go in line with what was going on in that time and, and go along with politics to kind of like put it, kind of marry them inside, you know, each other. And then uh, Leo Delario makes a, a quick cameo in there when uh, when she overhears uh, uh, Phoebe talking about missing Rose. She misinterprets <laughs> Rose as a, missing an ex girlfriend and hitting uh, <laughs> on Phoebe. And, and you know uh, Leah from Orange Is the New Black. Yes, yeah, I recognized I her immediately. Yeah. yeah, she played Big Boo on Orange Is the New Black. What a great character. Mm-hmm. See, when I watched Friends for the first time, so I mean, when I watched Orange is the New Black for the first time, I recognized her from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. I was like, I've seen her before. <laughs> it was the most, so it's it's cool that like, you know, they only got four complaints. They're expecting thousands, but it was also the most show, most watched show that week on NBC. So it kind of goes to show like, you know, you have these expectations for something and then kind of meets the expectations but it's like the controversy you know you have these expectations of controversy as well and it didn't really meet that so it's 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 good that came off that way yep i love too that uh, Mar- uh marlo thomas uh <laughs> said that like three women had hit on her at the <laughs> rachel's mom had three women had hit her. not that i want to do that but it's nice to have options <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Rachel's mom in this in this episode because she's just like trying to live vicariously through her daughter, you know, because she just doesn't. She's like, what is sex? So let's smoke weed. What's new in sex? And Rachel's like, mom, like you never expect your parent to say that because you see them in such a like a way in one way. And then she comes over and completely goes the opposite. And you just don't know how to react to that. Yeah, it's almost interesting to see how, like, Rachel fears that she doesn't have her life together and she's all over the place. But yeah, her mom is looking for her uh, to Uh guide her on what to do next. Yeah, because this is the first woman in their family to kind of go out on her own. You know, everybody else has been, you know, living under the roof of Rachel's dad because he he's the breadwinner and he spoils them. And so that includes, you know. Sandra, that includes uh, Marlo Thompson's character. So living with I, their Barry or marrying their Barry. Uh, that was that was oh. my favorite. Yeah, that was such a a good line. The good delivery of it. It just kind of just hits home, you know. I thought yeah. it was interesting that Marlo Thomas plays that character too, because Marlo is known as a big. She was a big feminist, you know, in the seventies and eighties, and, and she the show that she was on. I don't even remember when it was on. That girl is called That Girl, and she was um she was a single girl. She was one of that kind of that first like single girl, uh, 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 independent single woman kind of um, uh, TV series. So it's interesting that she plays this character that presumably got married young to someone she didn't really love for the security of it all, and now she's going for that liberated moment. So mm-hmm. it, it, I thought it was really funny the way she she played it. And she and she's just so cute in it too. I love her. I wonder. I I, I really want to know how they cast her and how she she got got the role. Mm-hmm. Was her mentioning marijuana also big in in oh, that yeah, time? That was you know it was completely illegal and you know underground much more so than it is now. Yeah, but, I, I mean, but she's also that age too. She would have been like a young person in the '60s, so where a lot of people were experimenting with it. Most everybody had tried it at one point, so it's interesting that she hadn't. So she, that shows you the how sheltered of a life she really had. Yeah, 
because most people in that age group that like baby boomers would have, you know, experimented with it at least once or twice in the sixties. So I thought that was interesting. And then what's really interesting about Marla Thomas too, is, you know, she married uh, Phil Donahue, who is the Donahue. He was the Oprah before Oprah, the talk, you know, the most popular talk show host. And they've been married for 40 years now. And they just wrote a book called what makes a marriage last. So that is interesting. I, I want to get her on the podcast and analyze mm-hmm. the relationships. Like, whose marriage would last? Do you think yeah. we're still married? Those yeah. are always so interesting. But then I fear that I don't know. I don't want to read the book because <laughs> <laughs> what makes a marriage last? Then you think, like, okay, what about mine? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually listening to. I'm listening to the audio version of it. In the first, they interview uh, a bunch of different couples to talk about that too, and they. Dude, the first one was uh, Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, President Carter mm-hmm. and his wife. They've been married for like 74 years. Mm-hmm. So they talk about how they, wow. you know, how the things that they do and how, he, how she actually was very independent and kind of ran the household and he worked and all that. So, and she did her own project. So it's, that was interesting. And the second couple is John McEnroe and Patty Smith, the, the uh, musician, Patty Smith. I didn't even know they were married. Mm. But that had to be a volatile uh, relationship, but they were, they were interesting too. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And then- I am reading one book. Well, my husband and I are kind of reading it. It's called eight dates and it, and each chapter is like a certain date where you talk about certain topics and different things. Oh. So it like helps you like, I don't know, I guess, bring things out in the open. So my friend recommended it. She's a marriage and family therapist. She's like, Oh, I'm reading this. She's like, it's really good. Like, and she told our friends also who are like in relationships and married. Uh, And she's like, it's really good. You guys should do it or try it out. So I bought it. And yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, well, I think that that plays into the whole theme that we're leading up to on the show too, with this is the first wedding of the Mm -hmm. series. And then at the end, they talk about who's going to be, who do you think of this will be the first one married? And then uh-huh. Ross, yeah, well, I've already been married. And then who will be the last? And they poor J- Chandler. They all look at Chandler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all look at him. Oh, he's he's, not, he's not the last one. No, please. You know yeah. Don't tell Vanessa. Shh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <word. laughs> he's not the last one. <laughs> Wait, but hold, going back to Rachel's mom. So I noticed that when Ross tries to say hi to uh, Marla, her mom, uh-huh. he, she dismisses him. Yeah, she's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Is it because of, like, does she know about the list? I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of, like, kind of like how Rachel dismissed Ross, you know, like, in the beginning. So it's kind of probably a play on that, that Rachel didn't really see him, you know, who he was. You so know? I don't think she even knows about any of their, their relationship. I don't think so. I mean, maybe, I don't think they have a relationship that is much like, you know, one that I have with my mom, I call her and let her know big things are happening, you know, and, and, and I don't know if they have that. I don't think so. Either. I think yeah. she has no idea that they have a, or a thing. So Marla started that, that series is called that girl. Huh. And so is that about an it girl? Because at this time, Jennifer Aniston is the it girl. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's kind of like goes in full circle because now That's she's funny. the mother of the it girl. <laughs> and then, so I thought that was cool. So, and then she says that when she did guest star on the show, that like everybody was so sweet to her. And I hear that a lot of a lot of these guest stars that come onto the show. The cast is just so opening and sweet, you know. And it's like 
opening the doors for them. David Schwimmer opened the door for her and said, ladies first, you know, and and they are all just so nice to all the people who come on to this world. Well, Marlo Thomas is a legend. Her father was uh, Danny Thomas, yeah, who mm-hmm. was a huge entertainer. And um, and I know him, too, because he started St. Jude Hospital in, in Memphis. So it's a yeah. hospital for children that's free. Anybody mm-hmm. can go to it. There's no, you know, you, you, if you have, and they put it in Memphis, so it'd be kind of in the center of the country instead of in Los Angeles, where he usually works. So, oh. so Ross should open the door for her. <laughs> yes, she's a, she's an amazing person. <laughs> she didn't get married until she was 42, and she said that she in this book she also said that uh, she was a feminist. She thought she would never get married, and then she met uh, Phil Donahue actually on his show and felt him immediately. See? It happens See? when you least expect it. That gives me hope. <laughs> it's going to happen when you least expect it. Yeah, I knew it. when I the first time I saw Troy, we, he, we were going to be together. Oh, <gasps> that's so sweet. Yeah. Was you, it on your first date or just like date, the first time I met him? Wow, oh, that is adorable. Yeah, I don't. But have you that. and Caesar have been together forever too. I mean, you knew when you met him. Yeah, I think we were younger too, so we weren't really talking about being together forever. It kind of more of like we were together focusing, like encouraging each other in our careers and stuff. And But there was never talk of not being together. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Daffy. Somewhere out there, yeah. <laughs> it will happen. I have full faith it was going to happen. I'm at peace with my faith in that it's going to happen. It's all good. It's <laughs> going to happen. It's just yeah. a matter of, you know, time. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm 42, like Marlo, Marlo Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to um, Rachel uh, and her mom's relationship, she Rachel says, couldn't she just copy my hair when Monica uh, says, maybe she wants to be more like you. And it's a good, well, everybody wants to be like Rachel at that time, cut her hair right. the same way. It was very yeah. funny. Why can't she just copy my haircut like everyone else? Yes. <laughs> she kind of broke the fourth wall to what was really happening in, right. in real life. It's interesting how they like acknowledge that too and uh, put it in there. It's very funny. Very, very clever. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a lot more to talk about, but let's take a quick break and we'll talk about uh, acting, uh, Joy's acting skills and, <laughs> and his big debut. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, we are back. And I don't know if this is the first time this has been in the show or the first time I just noticed it. But when they pan up on the the exterior of the building, you can see the street signs, Grove and Bedford in New York. And I I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Maybe it's imminent in other episodes. So, of course, I had to look it up. 
And on Google Maps, it actually says friends apartment. Friends, but yes, yes. <laughs> That's how I found it when I was on Google Maps in New York. It's like I have it still marked in my map. I went there, you actually there's a crowd outside of it. And so like I there was about ten to twelve people taking pictures. So I was by myself, so I asked somebody to take a picture of me in front of it. <laughs> I was so yeah, I was so close to it. Um it was that one day when we were in New York and we were walking from um, Greenwich Village, Village yeah. to Square. Yeah. And we would have had to deviate a little bit to go to the house. Mm-hmm. And we were like, no, we have a long walk. Let's keep walking. If only you knew you were going to have a podcast to dissect everything. Who, who would have thought? Now I feel like I disrespected friends in a major way. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We can go back. I'm more than happy to go During back. the road trip or yes. whenever yes. we fly. Our, uh, yes, our friends tour on the road. Friends yes. with friends on the road. <laughs> there you go. We'll record podcasts along the way. <laughs> and of course, as much as there is in this episode, Phoebe still somehow managed to steal the show. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like, just so Phoebe, I feel like. <laughs> so good. She's so like, what? On the table while she's massaging her, and which is bad. And she starts telling the story. And then she gets to the part where I think her soul went into me when she died. I'm like, yeah. Everybody's like, what? what? And they all take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she just says that. Then they go to break and then it comes back and she starts talking like the old lady who... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and she changes her voice when she does it, like an old person, like soupy sales. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and also, did you, was she wearing a Prince necklace? A what? Uh, Oh, the prince necklace, the cross, the prince symbol. Like the prince symbol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, she I was? I don't know if it's officially that necklace or that's just the symbol, but I did notice that too when I did notice that. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just like how the friends also, when she changes into that voice, you know, when she sit on the couch with Central Park, they all kind of like, so how long is she going to be with us? You know, like they kind of accept her for obviously who she is. You know, they know she's a little out there. Well, you but, can't argue with Phoebe about it. It's, yeah. what are you going to say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Remember Ross tried to argue with her about evolution and gravity. And he lost. <laughs> and he lost. So funny. <laughs> but I thought it was, it was funny too that she calls over the husband over uh, and he goes to the uh, cafe and he's like, can you think of any unfinished business she might have had? He's like, oh, wait, I remember she also said she wanted to sleep with me one last time. And she's yeah. like, I'm sorry, there's laughing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> and then he looks at Joey and says, hey, it was worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. But her, yeah, her storylines are so unexpected so random but yeah i love them it's clever too the way they tied it because he the husband told her she wanted to see everything Mm -hmm. so she takes her you know goes around the city showing her everything and all that but the thing when she's i've seen it all now is when she goes to the lesbian wedding yeah i've seen it all now and then she uh, then she leaves yeah Yeah. that was very fitting of phoebe yeah very funny a nice joke a nice unexpected joke too that was not inappropriate or, you know, making mm-hmm. fun of the wedding, but it was, you know, now I've seen everything. You can totally hear an old, you know, an old woman say, saying that. Yeah, 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 totally. Someone else who had a big, uh, a big part in this episode was Joey because he was on Days of Our Lives. Yes. He makes his debut. I think he's a good soap actor. Yeah. With yeah. 
smell the fart acting. I'm like, what? <laughs> I love how his friends are all supportive. And then when they're sitting on the couch, Joey's like, it hit me. Last night, I thought, I'm going to be on Days of Our Lives. Then I started thinking all of thinking all of all of us and how these are the days of our lives. Yeah. Aww. These are the days of our lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just like how they're just playing, um, making fun, poking fun at the soaps and stuff, you know, with how dramatic their pauses are. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, like you're looking up, remembering your lines. Smart up, smart up. That's hilarious. The smell of the fart acting is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Your lines. Yeah. I'm sure they, I mean, they shoot those shows quick. Quick. Yes, they do. <laughs> so, how many, times, yeah, how many times can you rehearse that? <laughs> Good for Joey. I'm I know. I'm proud of him for making it on Duel as he references it as, as later. He says, Duel, Days of Our Lives. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens because I don't really remember that storyline. So, I'm interested to see how mm-hmm. all of that happens. Mm-hmm. It's his main acting gig, so yes, you you will. It will play out. We'll we'll see how it goes. What else? Favorite lines? Uh, the wedding. The wedding. Oh, sweet. I hope they handled it nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. And then we see Phoebe, Phoebe's alter ego, whoever the lady was. She's like, "Oh, I've seen everything." And then the lady just leaves. Very mm-hmm. funny. Where Chandler says, "The world is my lesbian wedding." Yes. <laughs> It starts off Joey saying, I feel like Superman without my powers. I have a cape, but I can't fly. And then that's when Chandler says, now you understand how I feel every day. The world is my lesbian wedding. (laughs) Bring it back to his awkwardness around women. He tries to talk to the woman and she doesn't even acknowledge him. She doesn't even speak to him. That's very funny. Yeah. And then before this, um, before they actually got married, you see Carol kind of come in um, to the friend's apartment or Monica's apartment when they were all making the food and she was having second thoughts mm-hmm. and Ross was comforting her, tell her, no, you, you can do this. And it reminded me, reminded me of the time when uh, Carol was giving Ross advice at Benihana's. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, that's kind of nice to see them both like, you know, help each other out through this new time in their lives. It was, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that was not an unexpected thing, too, that parents didn't come to weddings like that, too. So mm-hmm. it was, I thought it was actually interesting that they included that, that her parents had decided not to come, uh, which is, you know, sad. And it's, it's hard if your parents aren't going to come to your wedding. You know, he worked very hard to comfort her and get her going. Mm-hmm. Kind of shows that, like, uh, it kind of turns it around and kind of um, brings it back with their relationship, you know, like um, being supportive of each other. This is the next life, like move on. They've moved on and it's 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 nice to see where the, de- the relationship develops. My favorite line actually was with Mrs. Green where you mm-hmm. know, she said, you didn't marry your Barry, honey, but I married mine. Yes, that is the most memorable line of Mrs. Green ever. That's when I think of her, I think of that line. Yeah. Yeah. Just totally yeah. puts it in perspective for Rachel. And she goes, oh, I get it now. There were so many good lines, I thought. When I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, I like this line. I like this line. Oh, I like this line. <laughs> so I just wrote them all down. Um, some of them, which I already mentioned, but also when Phoebe says, she probably woke up this morning and thought, all right, so I'll have some breakfast and I'll take a little walk and then I'll have a massage. Little did, did she know, God was thinking, okay, but that's it. <laughs> that was also good. But in perspective. Yes. Good yeah, old baby. I, I thought this was a great episode. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chocked full of good times. 
Hey Jason, guess what? I got a surprise for you. What? Your wish is my command. We got Marlo <laughs> Thomas on the next episode of Friends with Friends for a bonus episode. No way. No way. I, we can't wait to talk to her about everything that you mentioned with her book and analyzing the friends relationship. I'm so excited. I mean, she's such a TV icon and a legend and so, such so much good work. And her book, the book's really good. I've read part of it, so it's really great. Yes, I'm so excited and can't wait to hear from her. Yay, that's next time. That's next time on Friends with Friends podcast. So make sure you tune in in our next episode. Awesome.